podcast that teaches you how to have a higher quality sex life, where I share cutting-edge research in neuroscience and psychology, relatable stories, and practical mindfulness-based skills so that you can maximize your pleasure potential and unlock more awareness and energy in every area of your life. I am Master Life Coach and Mindfulness Expert, Danielle Savory, and I am thrilled to be on this journey with you. Hello, hello, hello. How are my pleasure seekers doing today? Okay, so for today's episode, I just wanted to make this short and quick and easy. Think of it as your nooner or your quickie type episode for you just to put on to, you know, market, come back to it, listen to it again. And these are just five really quick ways that you can remind your brain things that you can actually do to help activate your sex life, whether you're in a long-term partnership or you're married. Now, a lot of the things that we talk about on this podcast is helping you to learn how to get more into the mind-body connection and, of course, learning how to use our brain. Because when we're learning how to use our brain for better sex, then we're really getting to the root of what's going on. And we're using our brain to help plant thoughts, right? Plant beliefs, plant uh, the type of things that are going on in our brain that are going to create a feeling in our body that's going to have you behave in such a way that allows you to feel more connected to yourself, connected to your partner, feel more alive in your body, feel more uh, juicy and desired and desirable. But these are actually, I'm going to go a little bit of a different direction today. These are things you can do. So these are the behaviors. These are the action steps. Now I'm going to offer you these action steps to help you, you know, think of, okay, well, if I'm getting my brain in the right place, like what can I actually do? So these are the kind of things that you want to do, but I want to share these with a bit of a caveat because, you know, I'm not all about just taking action. It's really what's going on in your brain. So as I'm talking about these five things, Okay, these five things to really help activate your long-term partnership or your married sex life. I want you to think about, okay, well, what type of mental state do I need to be in to help these actions actually make a difference? So when you're listening to these tips, when you're listening to these things that you can actually do, don't just put the mindset stuff aside. Don't just think that that doesn't count or that doesn't matter, but ask yourself, okay, if I'm doing these things, what do I want to be believing? And the quickest and easiest belief that I always love to offer you all is that pleasure is possible. If you keep prompting your brain with the belief that pleasure is possible for you, right? This is sounds like such an easy thing like, oh yeah, it totally can be possible, but we're not actually thinking it very often. So pleasure is possible for you at this stage in your life. Pleasure is possible for you today. Pleasure is possible with the partner that you have right now. Pleasure is possible tonight instead of maybe what your brain is saying is sitting on the couch. So even just that belief that pleasure is possible as you're doing some of these actions can really help take it to the next level. Okay, so let's dive in. 
some five things that you can take notes on and remind yourself to do every single week, even if it's only one or two of them, are going to greatly help move your sex life along. Number one, schedule. (laughs) Have you heard me say that before? Yes. Scheduling intimacy. No, this is not going to ruin anything. There's so many people, they hear me say this and they're like, oh, this is so boring. I don't want to schedule. You know what? It's actually the opposite of boring. You're scheduling pleasure. You're scheduling connection with your partner. You're scheduling sexy time. Like what is boring about scheduling fun, delicious, mind-blowing, yummy, sexy time? Come on. That's like saying scheduling an amazing vacation or a trip is boring. (laughs) We just have to stop that belief already, right? And when you think about it, we've always been scheduling. We've been scheduling to hook up with our partners. When we first started dating and we're going on a date, when you were putting on, you know, your not period panties, (laughs) when you were putting on maybe matching panties and a bra, or you shaved your legs, you don't think you were planning for it. You obviously were. We also plan for it in other ways. We plan for it when we're like, oh, I have this week in a way we're probably going to have sex or we're going going to this wedding or this event, you know, and I'm sure we're going to hook up afterwards. We're planning all the time. So this thought that we're not actually supposed to plan sex is such bullshit and we just need to put it aside. Maybe you're not intentionally having the thought that you're planning for sex, but your brain definitely is. So putting it on the schedule in your brain Thursday night, I can't wait to hook up. Now you don't have to write it on your family calendar calendar, unless you want to go for it. But, you know, thinking about it ahead of time, planning for it ahead of time and let it be there. So it's something that you're looking forward to. Now, maybe it's not always sex and that's fine, but it's intimate time. It's different than your everyday interaction with one another. It involves pleasure. It involves juiciness. It involves paying attention to each other. Okay. So that's tip number one, get some pleasure planned. Number two, talk, but don't do. (laughs) Okay, so after you plan for when you're going to have some hot date or sexy time, then talk about it. This is how we get excited for a vacation. This is how we get excited for Christmas morning. We're like, ooh, and we're talking about it. Talk about it with your partner. Talk about, you know, texting one another like, ooh, I'm so excited. Can't wait to see you tonight upstairs. (laughs) You want to help your brain build the anticipation. Now, I know that it sounds kind of silly, like, okay, yeah, but we've been married for 18 years. Like, why would I talk about it? Again, we're helping the brain get on board. Foreplay begins way before the bedroom. It begins in our minds. So when you are taking action to start building up that anticipation with your partner, you're doing yourself and your body a huge favor by putting it on the mind, right? You can also just like snuggle or whisper things into your partner's ear like, ooh, can't wait for later, like tickle, tickle, kiss, kiss, nudge, nudge, you know, shaking the booty in front of them, whatever it may be. Let the playfulness and the flirtiness begin by the talking, the 
gestures, the winks. I like to do a little bit of booty shaking, like, you know what's coming later. Like, take a look at this. (laughs) Whatever it is, allowing yourself to start thinking about it and bringing up that fun, playful flirtiness with you and your partner. Okay, number three, actively think about your person. For real. And in a pleasurable way. Not just thinking about your person and did they take out the recycling or the trash or have they been helping out around the house how you want or did they fix that picture frame that's still crooked and driving you nuts every time you're sitting in the dining room, right? We do think about our partners, but we don't actually think about them often in a fun and sexy way. And this is the main difference that I see, you know, between couples that are newer into a relationship versus somebody like me who's been in a monogamous relationship 18 years later. We have to think about our person on purpose and not just in a roommate sort of way, not just like, hey, how's it going? How's your day? Did you do this? Did you do that? It can't just be these like quick little transactional sort of conversations. You want to be thinking about your person like they are your lover because guess what? News alert, they are your lover. So are you thinking about your partner as your lover? Are you prompting your brain with lover sort of thoughts just like you did when you first started dating? Okay, tip number four, prioritize your own pleasure. So it's just not that we're prioritizing pleasure in general, but I also want you to think about creating more of your own pleasure. Because when you work on creating more of your own pleasure, like the experience of pleasure in your body, in your experiences throughout the day, that's going to spill over to your marriage. That's going to help so much, you know, for you to feel connected to your body. And when we feel connected more to our bodies, more to our pleasure, then it's so easy to have more desire. It's so easy to be more eager to connect with our person and in an intimate and fun and yummy way. Usually if we've been partnered or married to someone for a long time, what you start to notice is that your sexuality, especially like your, you know, sexual pleasure is tied up exclusively in your lifelong partner. But if you focus on coming back to yourself, the way you feel in your own body, tapping into your own sensuality just for you, this is going to facilitate the flirtiness with our partner. Like really feeling yourself can have the juiciest impact on your marriage. So remember to come back to your own experiences of pleasure and specifically your own experience of sensual and sexual pleasure and watch that spill over into your partnership. Okay, now the last one, number five, get out of the stress cycle. Yeah, I know. I've said it a million times. I want to say it a million more because the thing is, is we don't often even realize we're in the stress cycle. And when we're in the stress cycle, it's going to kill your sex life. 
it's going to kill it just because your nervous system is not at the optimal place. It's not this balance of your nervous system that even lets desire show herself. So we want to consistently work on really allowing ourselves to get out of the stress cycle and not just for better sex. I mean, let's be real. (laughs) There's a million benefits to helping ourselves get out of stress cycle, but this is going to help you not feel on edge and feel as irritated or frustrated with everybody in your house. It's going to allow you to feel more connected to yourself, to your body, to your partner, to your life when we're not in stress. When we're in the stress cycle, usually it's like you can get irritated so quickly. I was just explaining this to my daughter. I mean, I wasn't using words like stress cycle, but I was explaining to this to my daughter the other day because I could just see her so worked up and every single thing that her sister was doing was like causing like this complete meltdown. And I was like, baby girl, like you're just really worked up right now. And again, I didn't say it like this, but (laughs) basically you're so worked up right now. It doesn't even matter what your sister does. She can just look at you and it feels like she is out to get you. And this is how it is for all of us. When we're really worked up, when we're really triggered, when we're really stressed for a variety of different reasons, even if your partner's just like, hey, babe, how's it going? It's like, oh, great. What do you want? Why would you even care? I know you just want to try and get in my pants. Right? <laughs> and it has nothing to do with actually what they said or how they're being. It's just the way that our brain is interpreting any kind of interaction because of the stress cycle that we're in. It is also going to prevent all of that blood flow that we want down to our genitals, down to our organs, allowing us to feel in this safe and relaxed place so that pleasure is even possible. So not only is it going to prevent you from feeling connected to your partner, it's actually going to prevent you from feeling good too. So if you want to have more desire, if you want to feel eager, if you want to feel connected, and then once you are connected, if you want the sex or the touch or the making out to actually feel good, then getting out of the stress cycle on a regular basis is crucial to activating your sex life. Okay, so that is your quick and dirty five tips. Schedule it for real. It's not boring. It's actually really fun and juicy. Number two, talk, but don't do. Help yourself build up that anticipation. Three, think about your partner in a pleasurable way. They're not just your roommate. They're not just here to, you know, ask, hey, did you do this? Did you do that? What have you done? Are you supporting me? They're there to be your lover. Think about them in a lovey, yummy way. Number four, don't forget to prioritize your own pleasure. Just because you're in a partnered relationship doesn't mean that your sexuality and your sensuality is just reserved for your partner. First and foremost, it is your pleasure. Begin to allow yourself to own it, to tap into it, and watch how that spills over into your partnership. And number five, get out of the stress cycle for the love. It's just time. We need to feel more rested. We need to feel more safe. We need to feel more trusting and connected and juicy. And the first step in doing that is helping yourself get out of the stress cycle. Okay. That's the podcast for today. As always, it's been my absolute pleasure to share these 
five tips to help you reignite and just improve your long-term partner or married sex life. And if you're ready to take all five of these tips further in a loving, supportive community of women, Better Sex in 90 Days is open for enrollment. Make sure that you check that out. Not only do we work on each one of these five things from a place of taking action, but you'll also know exactly how to do this by creating the belief system and the mindset to get you into action. Have a wonderful week. Can't wait to talk with you next week. Bye. Oh,